0: Yeah, buddy! All right, welcome to the Acme Army Podcast, everybody. What a great podcast starting off right now. Coming off a victory from the Detroit Lions. And uh, nothing like the week we have to sit back and bask in the glory of a win. Hung another 40 points on a team, but we got a lot of things to talk about that happened to our team, injury-wise, injuries around the NFL. Uh, so let's take a look at what we got. Eric, injuries on our team this week, Well, obviously.
1: Well, what's most important to us, I think obviously is uh, is Devontae Adams. Uh, it seems as though he was held out uh, as a precautionary move uh, and he should be fine to go. Um, Corey Lindsley, with a, with a sprained thumb on his snapping hand, uh, that's got to be a concern. Um, uh, that, uh, that is troublesome. Uh, they finally, after waiting a week for reasons, you know, when you, uh, when you have the ability to, to bring people up, uh, we knew Lane Taylor was out for the year. Um, they kept him on the active roster until yesterday. I uh, don't understand why they didn't bring somebody up, but he's been uh, placed on the practice squad. Excuse me. He's been placed on the uh, injured reserve. Uh, Greg Roberts was released from the practice squad. So we're sitting with a vacancy on the 53 and one on the 16 man practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh, is that a good problem to have with Muhammad Wilkerson being reinstated out there?
1: I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there.
0: I think it's fun to think about, you know, uh, we might have a practice squad position left for a, a guy like Mo, who uh, is not suspect, we we need some help on the interior there, and uh, that's a that's a major problem.
1: Yeah, no doubt, and and we're not getting uh, not getting very much information um, about our main man in the middle, um, whether he's got a chance of playing Sunday night or not, uh, makes a big difference, obviously. Uh, I'd like to go back and correct one little thing from <laughs> from the last podcast, uh, and that was uh, some. Uh, um, Frustration about Mike Patton. Um and I guess the uh, the, uh, the, the frustration is that uh, the beginning of both of the games so far this year, uh, the opponents have uh, first two drives just marched down the field on us uh, and and that 's my frustration um, they have uh, They have cleaned things up, and when you look at it with uh, with the emotion of the game over with um, let a lot of points in in the fourth quarter unnecessarily against Minnesota, but stoned. Uh, Stone Detroit gave up the first two touchdown drives and held them to seven the rest of the game while just exploding on them. Um, so, uh, yeah, they probably a little bit premature to be questioning uh, <laughs> Benton's uh, job status. But I just, I I, I think that at, at some point, well, may, maybe not. Maybe we have the ability to spot teams 14 and come back and still win. Nah, I don't like that trend. I don't yeah, don't like that trend at all.
0: Again, though, I mean, we've always heard The first 10, 15 plays are scripted. Uh, These offenses take Yeah. Do we want to rush back Kenny Clark for a game that has the importance that it has right now? Uh, Going against a team that has that kind of running impact. You know, did you get the chance at all to see any of the New Orleans highlights? Who we got to face? Some.
1: Yeah. Some. I watched a bit of the game as well. I don't think. You want to rush Kenny Clark against? You know it, it, the risk assessment there is too great for the rest of the year. He's got to be good to go. Um, difference maker. Um, uh, Satan or excuse me, New Orleans doesn't scare me. Uh, doesn't scare me at all as much as I anticipated they did. Drew Brees does not look like Drew Brees of old. Um, their uh, Cam Cam had almost zero pressure. Uh, on the defensive line our offensive line is the best line in football right now and it's been uh, we've had eight guys play in in two games yeah we're mixing matching, sliding people around and we're still the best offensive line in football
0: yeah and we got uh we're gonna have Billy Turner coming back from injury they say he's healthy but uh you got Ricky Wagner out there who's playing unbelievable on the right side right now
1: Got to be impressed with Wagner, uh, and that's that's a really pleasant pleasant surprise. Um, getting put out uh, put out uh, put out there um, in in game one uh, did well, played solid last last year uh, last excuse last week. Yeah. Um, he, he's the, not uh, letting
0: anybody get close to Rogers. He's doing no. great in the run game. I mean the holes are there, which begs the question: When Billy Turner comes back, do we want him at right tackle? Do we want him? Again, resting the soft tissue injuries as a backup versatile lineman so that, you know, Ricky can get a little more comfortable in this. This is a marathon, man. Uh, Get him more comfortable in that position and see what happens because I I don't know what Billy Turner gives us that Ricky Wagner has. And if you're coming on those hamstring injuries, kind of like Devontae. I'd rather have Devontae not play this week. Okay, that sounds crazy. But once we start talking about the offense and uh, a little bit further in the podcast, I, I just think the weapons and the options we have are just there's, there's so many. So the soft tissue injury, do we gamble? Is this game that important? Do we think we can't hang enough points on them without Devontae Adams that it's going to negatively impact us versus having a healthy receiver for the next season? I mean, we we got to be careful.
1: Well, we were certainly able to move the ball against two suspects uh, secondaries, um, and, and in the second half, you know, uh, uh, without Devonte Adams, so that's a, that's a great question.
0: All right, let's go into NFL injuries right now, Eric. This is going to impact everybody in the fantasy football world. It's going to impact our NFC dramatically. Uh, talking about Saquon Barkley being out with an ACL, partially torn meniscus, I believe as well. So that is a big impact and also 49ers oh my lord
1: <laughs> the 49ers lost what five guys uh, have you ever seen it never like... seen it happen you know makes you makes you wonder as as everyone else is saying uh, how much is this how much of these soft tissue injuries are the result of no training camp uh, no preseason a lot of these guys didn't play in the preseason anyway so i i don't know and yeah. you would have thought if that was the uh, if that was the explanation, that you'd have seen a lot more of it week one, but but week two is uh, I don't ever remember seeing an injury report for the for the whole league uh, like this no, week. No, no, the, the whole league is horrible. And uh, San Francisco, you know, uh as their but San Francisco has Bosa out with an ACL.
0: Solomon Jimmy's out, sprained. Solomon Thomas is out. They added D Ford with a back injury. Add that on top of Kittle, Debo, and uh, Tevin Coleman injured. I mean, this is a Super Bowl team that is swirling, not a Super Bowl team. Swirling down I mean, the drain. they are in a tough position, and that only helps the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Well, and they lost. you don't like to see injuries, but this is uh, this is
1: part. and well, um, they lost. Uh, did, was it Arizona in Week One with everyone healthy? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Garoppolo also their quarterback. Injured.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah, he he's got an he's got an ankle, so it's going to be an interesting NFC West. I know for. Uh, for us in the nfc north not a lot of injuries except you know again that hamstring that 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 is the kind of stuff we talked about time and time again with soft tissue injuries lingering for a season and we have a, the fastest start i can remember hanging up 42 hanging up 43 Devontae all over the place if we don't have him for the long haul of the season I don't like those outlets. I, I I would rather be safe than sorry with the injury outlet. that we
1: Agreed, uh, and particularly given that it at least appears as though this is a different year injury-wise, um, you would certainly think that you know uh, the the uh, body preparedness was was on the individuals. Um, we, we we had you know an um, uh, extremely abbreviated uh, preseason or a, a preseason camp, if you want to call it uh, that. No preseason games. Um, guys are dropping like flies. Better safe than sorry, certainly. I think you're absolutely right. It seems like the, uh, um, the, the right way to go at this point. So we've got to be really careful. Kenny Clark uh, is, is uh, you know, as important a player as is on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Well, we have uh, all kinds of exciting things to talk about on the quick recap of our game on Detroit. I got the game pass, got to watch the coaches film, got to watch the condensed version. Oh, my. Our Green Bay Packers are very impressive. Acme Army, be proud.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, we talked about having a three headed monster with with Preston Zadarius and Rashawn Gary. And and Preston Smith, I would say, is is, is off to a to a, a slow start uh, compared to what he did last year, but uh, right. Zadarius Smith um, uh, and, and Rashan Gary have been playing lights out. Uh, Zadarius Smith uh, has a half sack lead on Rashan Gary, but he's got almost twice the snaps. Um, Rashan Gary is yeah. emerging yeah. as a uh, a weapon a weapon who can play inside, who can play outside, and not have Kenny One, Clark, it's really nice to have Zadarius Smith and Rashawn Gary, two guys that can rush from the inside, leaving you, the other two, uh, to play the edges. Um, it's it's a really nice, uh, nice situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And watching the tape on Gary, it, when's the last time you see seen a defensive lineman? Did you hear that ball bounce upstairs? That's my dog, Lambo, dropping his ball. He said, play with me. This is right above my head. I need to edit that. But uh, Rashawn Gary was the most overhyped player maybe in the draft coming out. There was just a lot of, yes, he's going to be good, or he could be a flop. And this guy, I've never seen a faster defensive line off the ball. Can you name one that you've seen?
1: You know the the only thing that, that 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 seems to me to come close, and before he turned complete psycho, um, but Alden Smith, but um, but but a, but a, but a, a smaller yeah guy, good 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 comparison. but a smaller guy. Uh, he's back now, yeah, uh, and, and uh, I know he has at least one sack. Alden Smith, I, I guess yeah. they uh, uh, took away his guns and uh, and his women and, and his drugs, and he's <laughs> seemingly back. Uh, he's well, right. I,
0: I what the linebackers coach of the Packers, Mike Smith, had said last year when we drafted Rashawn Gary was, it's not about sack numbers. You have pressure that's being applied from such your untraditional areas. You know, I mean, Kenny Clark is good interior rusher, but when you have Zedarius stacked behind him, Preston and, and Gary on the outside, it's something that is so special in the making, but he made more pressure than any player I've seen in, in the plays that he was out there. Every time he was up the field, he had to be accounted for. He forced incompletions on Matt Stafford. That interception by Shannon Sullivan. In my mind, it was all Rashawn Gere. He, he needed to get rid of that ball, or he was going to
1: get sacked. Yeah, sacked for a safety. Yep, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Smith Smith yeah. preaches uh, that that sacks are sacks are a, 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 a stat for the casual fan. Um, that pressure is, is, is how you evaluate. And he currently, although he's a half a sack behind Zadarius Smith, he currently has more pressures than Zadarius Smith in considerably less time, less snaps. Um, that's, yeah. that's gonna, that, that time is going to equal out as we move forward. Um, I think there's going to be some, uh, some rotations to, to keep all of them fresh. Um, and then, you know, what are we going to get from Randy Ramsey when, when, when he's ready to go? Um, is, is he going to be able yeah. to situationally uh, come in and, and, and keep our guys fresh. Because if you can keep those three guys fresh, wow. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, That's, that's impressive. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Well, anyway, let's get into what this offense looked like. Because this was the biggest question that I had over the weekend. And I talked to you on Sunday on the last podcast. Uh, really what the flow of the offense looked like. And how is Matt LaFleur – Adjusting to the head coaching position and all the dynamic knowledge he has on offenses, how is it being relayed to the field? Well, I, we saw it again, and I thought it was amazing. Uh,
1: Matt Lafleur uh, jumps up now at 16 and four overall, uh, eight and zero in the North. Uh, incredible. I'm just uh, Zach Cruz uh, has provided a list of, of different the whole Shout page Zach. of what the Green Bay Packers lead. Uh, in statistical categories, points per game at 42.5 yards per game at 505 yards per play at 7.1 rushing yards per game, 208.5 yards per rushing attempt, 6.2. This stuff is ridiculous. Now, granted, it's a two game sample. um, But two games is two games that should have come back. And and it's it's just getting better. Uh, We've allowed one sack, that offensive line we talked about earlier, one sack, zero turnovers on the year. 10 touchdowns, 11 trips in the red zone, three of over 40, six of over 30. Hey. It's, it's, it, this offense, uh, we're, we're getting to see what Matt Lafleur had in mind, uh, and, and Gutekunst has delivered uh, some of the players required to run this system, and, and it's now the second year. This was all new. I mean, this is an entirely different offense than the variations of the West Coast we've been uh, doing since Holmgren uh, came to Green Bay in 92. This is a whole different yeah. system. Rogers looks completely comfortable. Uh, getting the ball out quick. Versus last year. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, the- I, I thought last year's team, when it, when
0: we didn't have a good flow. You know, your, your first year in the offense, everybody's learning the language. The flow we had in the Detroit game, the way that we are stacking receivers – And having this motion going throughout every play, it's like nothing. We've never seen. Green Bay Packers fans, West Coast offense, this ain't it. This has just got so much motion, so many variables. And, for example, I mean, when's the last time you've seen a receiver, a stud 6'5", 225-pound receiver, go in motion, And for an Aaron Jones rush to the left, see Alan Lazard come in and smash down not only the, 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 the right defensive tackle and the nose tackle, but his legs and everything else caught the other defensive tackle. I mean, this is something that when people talk about, hey, he's Iowa State, he's undrafted, we don't have a number two on the Packers. All we have is Devontae. Why the hell didn't we draft a stud receiver? <laughs> Listen, this guy is the most complete receiver coming out in the last couple of years we've ever seen. No no receiver in the NFL right now is as physical as pure Period. No, he's a
1: beast. He's a beast, and he does it all. He runs great routes. He doesn't drop balls. And critical to this offense, he is a <laughs> blocking machine. Um, yeah. He... <laughs>
0: And he is it's – so, it's so integral to Aaron Jones and, and Jamal Williams. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. Let me – let, let, let's uh, move on because we're, uh, we're tight on time here as far as what we've got to talk about. But MVS, now listen, this is uh, – this is, this is the receiver that we hoped we were going to get, right, when we drafted him out of the fifth round and saw his speed. On paper, he looks average with his stats right now. Wow, did Minnesota change the perception that I had – or the the Detroit game changed the perception that I had from the Minnesota game. Minnesota game, I was thinking, MBS, hey, you're you're on a short leash right now. Don't start the season upsetting your quarterback. Every miss he had in that Vikings game was a contested 100% effort. The shots he took, Eric – and came back and played and, and and still had the confidence of the of the quarterback blew me away. I love MVS.
1: a star. absolutely. And and uh, Rogers knows that uh, he's the fastest guy on the team. Um, he's the home run hitter. He's also a willing blocker. Uh, the one thing I did uh, contrasting him with with Sternberger that I found was kind of interesting is um, Sternberger uh, ran essentially a shallow cross very similar to the drop that uh, that MVS had against the uh, Vikings and uh, stoned in the hands. He had 30 yards plus um, in the hands. He also had to drop in the end zone. There was a penalty on the play. So it wouldn't have caught. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have counted. Uh, however, it's, it's a drop. Rogers didn't go back. Yeah. He went back to MVS um, yeah. and, and MVS is, you know, we, we talked about this in uh, in our first podcast about you know, c- comparing him to past receivers coming into their own in their second, third year, uh, early season drops and such, uh, he's a, he's a guy that you can't ignore. Uh, he's a guy that can get open against anybody. Um, he also embarrassed Okuda, um, not not to the level that that Devonte Adams did. Uh, that welcome to the NFL uh, move on Okuda was was priceless. Um, a guy with outside leverage giving up outside leverage five yards in three steps. Ridiculous. Uh, turn them right around. But MBS, MBS is, uh, is, is critical to this offense. And it'll uh, be, be a real interesting uh, Sunday night game under the lights. Uh, do, you, uh, do you know, uh, you know, week two was the, was the blanket on at least our team and the Saints as far as fans. Uh, are we expecting fans in the Superdome? I have not heard. I have not heard.
0: I don't know if a lot of people want to to drive to the Superdome to experience the kind of disaster that they've already (laughs) seen thousands and thousands of times in their city. Do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully, uh, they're leaving with their paper bags on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, another guy I want to touch on is Jamal Williams because Jamal Williams is – Wow, we've talked about him. I've talked about him before. We have this situation come up. We wanted to touch on where does Aaron Jones fit in the contract situation for next year. Um, He's going to be very expensive. Jamal Williams. Hear me out. Poor man's uh, 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 – give me another edit, goddammit. Alvin Kamara. Poor man's Alvin Kamara. The guy is shifty. I love the way he runs the ball between the tackles. I mean, seven, eight, nine-yard runs. His pass pro blocking. <sighs> guys, we we people the 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 stat trackers are gonna just look. You know, the fans that are looking at ah, Jamal, this, Aaron. It's all Aaron Jones. Holy shit, it's not. And Jamal Adams or Jamal Williams comes in and delivers the same kind of brutality that Aaron Jones is is putting on that defense and exhausting it. I love it.
1: Uh, agreed. Um, one-two punch uh, with Irvin and, and the youngster Dylan behind, a tremendous issue to have. Um, Jamal, Jamal Williams isn't the home run hitter that, uh, uh, that Jones is. However, he's the better blocker. He's probably the better receiver. Um, and, and
0: Oh, I would say that the receptions <laughs> that Aaron Jones caught last game were two of the finest catches he's true
1: absolutely true um, but you look at last year's catch of the year or or you know i, I just think that uh, jamal williams is the i don't know how to say this because i you know obviously no one's gonna if you given the choice everyone's gonna take aaron jones and i would as well um but he's such a dynamic compliment to jones and he gives us uh, he gives us all kinds of time so that so that uh, uh, jones is fresh um, Williams is a beast um, he, he can do everything that the uh, running that is required of the running back in this offense and and, and keeping Jones fresh you, you see what happens you know boom 75 yard touchdown um, yeah. he doesn't have that kind of that kind of explosion um, but you don't need everyone to have and, and yeah. gosh, I wish we could have extended Aaron Jones before the Lions game as we said last time, man, his price is going up and up and up. And boy, is he important to this offense.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting because David Bakhtiari came out with uh, quite the statement uh, regarding the questions that we're all having. Is Aaron Jones going to be able to be resigned? Is Kevin King going to be able to be resigned? Is David Bakhtiari going to be able to be resigned? With the lower cap numbers and everything else, David Bakhtiari said, hey, if they want it done, they'll do it. There's enough money in the pool to restructure. I don't like that philosophy. I don't like, you know, moving that cap dollars further down the years. Um, that's just going to impact it later. But I, 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 I can't really feel good about seeing the Packers team without Aaron Jones. So yeah, that's a big question.
1: It, it is, and we got uh, we got a window. We got a window of, of you know, maybe three this year and two or three more years with Aaron Rodgers. Um, the salary cap is going to go up after next year. Can you structure, can you come up with a way? You can lose Lindsley, uh, you can lose Lindsley, you can maybe lose Kevin King, um, but boy oh boy, you gotta get Bakhtiari and, and Jones. Uh, yeah, the, the, those are the two big ones and I, I, how you make that work salary cap wise given that they're gonna both be top of the market. You already got uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, top of the market contracts. You got Kenny Clark top of them. You can only have so many of them on your team or you've you've got to keep bringing in rookies to try to plug in. Maybe LaFleur can do that. I don't know. Uh, Gutekunz certainly seems to be providing um, some pretty pretty awesome talent for him to work with. Um, Maybe for a couple of years, you can do that, but boy. Losing him now just makes you makes you cringe.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, he, you do like the idea of a, a Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon featured you know, backfield, if that's the case. I, I don't hate it. But Tyler Irvin is another guy I want to talk about real quick before we uh, move on. Tyler Irvin's motion in the offense is dizzying to – try and track track i mean he his bubbles are real deep behind back you know behind the running back he's way and then he's reversing that bubble you know his jet sweeps we didn't give a jet sweep we didn't make that handoff during the during the game but in that motion you can see on all these maliflor plays the options there's so many options of what we can do on that and that's just that flow is exciting it's exciting to see and uh, can't
1: wait until Sunday night. It is, you know, and he he brings that sort of combination of Williams and Jones uh, together, and then you've got Dylan behind that. So I mean, we we, we are okay at running back moving forward, but boy, we're, a, we're 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 you know the best rushing offense in the NFL right now. Uh, you take Aaron Jones off of that, and that number uh, uh, falls pretty quick. Um, it's uh, it's a tough problem to have, but it's one that. Um, you know, I was wishy-washy coming into this year, but looking at this offense, we we need Aaron Jones. Um, boy, the, that's tough. Uh, you know, I listened to uh, Peter Bukowski's Locked On Packers broadcast or podcast yesterday. Shout out, Peter. Yeah, well, the the king, uh, the best in the business. He had Joe Thomas, you know, former Badger, former ten time All Pro, twelve time Pro Bowl. Cleveland, maybe the best offensive alignment of his era, uh, talking about um, Elton Jenkins and Elton Jenkins starting a game at tackle and going back to guard and, and, and being solid wherever he plays. Uh, just, it, it makes me wonder what, what we're going to do with him in the future. Um, yeah. uh, is, is he a potential replacement for Bakhtiari? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Bakhtiari's in his 20s. 29. So that's, <laughs> 29. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but that's uh, a four-year contract. Sure looks pretty
1: delicious. It does. So. And, and that gets you to 33. And that's still, that's still one fun. Yeah. And Bakhtiari's the best in the business. We've got to have him back.
0: The Some, somewhere there's going
1: like... to need to be, somebody's going to go. And that, I, I'm thinking Kevin King at this point, you know, he, he, he displayed immense talent last year. I, it's, you can 't sign everybody, and i don 't know what we 're going to do, but Elton Jenkins is the best young offensive lineman in the NFL. He can line up Just and that was so. Joe, T- Joe Smith's, uh, uh Joe excuse thomas. me Joe thomas 's comment why he was so impressed with Jenkins' is, you know you get a guy when you 're playing guard guard or center you 're in a phone book you got big men next to you um, it 's mm-hmm. quite a different situation when you've got a kick kick step. And get around a corner against extremely athletic and strong guys trying to get to the quarterback. And he stoned. Uh, I've, I, I'm in, in Gakwe. I'm struggling with the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar defensive end on Minnesota. Uh, Yannick, Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. He stoned him. Um, he stoned yeah. him playing tackle. And then he slides back in the guard and doing it in the same game. The footwork's different. He's just immensely talented. Um,
0: yeah. All right, so uh, coming up this week on Friday, we will be back. The Acme Army podcast will be available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Check
1: us out on Facebook
0: and Twitter. That's getting hot. The Instagram, Twitter, Acme Army. Uh, i got to tell you, thanks, everybody, for the follows this week. Uh, We're damn near uh, 80 followers right now. Week three,
1: let's go. Absolutely. We'll be back Friday. Um, To our listeners, uh, thank both of you. Uh, We really (laughs) (laughs) appreciate it. (laughs) Anyways, we sure enjoyed doing it. Uh, We'll be back Friday with a game preview, uh, our predictions, uh, and... uh,
0: Injury reports, and yes.
1: We'll get you everything that we can. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week, people. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done.
0: Put on our chairman Blue Note Jazz, you know, should
1: we do